Hallelujah. You, O Lord, are exalted high above the earth. We thank you, God, that you reign supreme, that you are the God that not only hears, but responds to our prayers. So we thank you this morning, God, that every petition is heard. God, for every resource, God, for healing, God, for deliverance, God, for stable minds, loving hearts, we thank you, God. We believe, God, that as the body of Christ, we are one just as you are one with us. And therefore, when we speak, we believe that we have what we say. So, God, we call it done now in the name of Jesus. So let your kingdom come in this place as your will is being done in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. We have your Bibles this morning. Romans chapter 12. I love rainy days. I'm probably the only person in the world that loves rainy days. Amen. Amen. Unless, of course, you have a job that requires you to be outside. In which case, you're probably used to it anyway. So. Romans chapter 12. Verse 3 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, uh, given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think highly of himself, or more highly, I should say, than he ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members, members of one another. Amen? Amen. This is measure to function part two. We did part one last week. Actually, we just didn't finish last week. So <laughs> measure to function. You can be seated. Amen. Now, just to simplify what, what, what we've talked about up to this point, We've said uh, that each one of us then who was born again and believed that Jesus died for our sins and rose again on the third day and that he is seated in the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. All of us who believe that then believe that we are also called and we are gifted to do something in the body. In other words, we are called with a function. There is something that each one of us is supposed to be doing. Amen. Now, uh, I haven't gotten that far yet, but I want to tell you that there are gifts for the individual and there's gifts for the body. There are individual gifts, amen, that allow you to serve, but there are also uh, gifts for the body that allows the, the kingdom to advance. Amen. You find that uh, both in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and you find in Ephesians chapter 4, we find that they're talking about gifting. 
Now, here's one thing I want to caution you at the very beginning, and I'll get to more detail on it in just a moment. Wherever you find gifts, if you look at the enumeration of gifts, you'll find that most gifts require speaking. <laughs> and of course, that's where we get in trouble. Amen. But I'll get I'll talk about it when we get there. Now, last week we said that uh, the measure of faith could could be the kind of faith we have or the way that we exercise faith. But we also told you that there was a difference between genuine faith and what we call what was the other faith we call conceptual. In other words, there is a way that we form uh, an idea about faith in our minds, uh, it's, it's rational and it's believable. But see, the key to, to, to being able to walk in faith is not what I can understand naturally. The key to being able to walk in faith is the doing of it. Amen? James says in James 2.19, you believe there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and tremble. Amen. And the Bible goes one step further and says in James chapter 2, verses 24 through 26, it says, uh, <clears throat> you see then that a man is justified by works and not faith only. And verse 26 says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we also understand that if we say we have faith or we believe that we are kingdom dwellers, that if we're the people of God, that the evidence, the evidence is how we function in the body. <laughs> Do you fit? Come on, there's some times when you know you don't feel like you fit. Amen. Let's be honest, let's be honest, let's be honest. When you have that feeling of not fitting, it means you're not full. That's why the Bible says be filled with the Spirit. You can't have a, uh, a half load and expect to be able to do whole things. Amen? Amen. So the Bible goes on to say then that... We understand, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Amen? And the problem is that we do speak. And according to Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. What does that mean? That means what you say reveals who you really are. Amen. Now, make no mistake, I know we think that we have a, a, an opportunity to have a second first impression. You don't. And see, whatever you show me initially, that's how I identify you. So now I've got to learn who you really are all over again if you say you're saved, but you're acting foolish. 
And I identify that by what comes out of your mouth. Well, I didn't mean to say that. No, the Bible says it's out of the abundance of the heart. Oh, you meant it. You just didn't think I'd figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we like, we, we like to, to make jokes when, you know. Well, never mind. Let's move on. So then, the Bible says, the functionality of faith, the doing of it, determines the effectiveness of our service. How good am I at being a Christian? Mm. See, as a, as a believer, I should only speak what I believe. So when I say I can't do this, I don't have this, uh, I don't feel good, uh, I'm speaking what I believe, which means that I'm not speaking faith. Are y'all still with me? You allow the devil to use your mouth. He loves using your mouth. Amen. Now, the reason he loves using your mouth so much is because he knows two things. He knows, one, when you say something that's not in character of a believer, he already has you. That's first. But secondly, he also knows that he has given you influence so that you can mess up other folk. So when he gets you, he gets a twofer. <laughs> Amen. So the Bible goes on to say that, uh, <laughs> that faith teaches us that we are not who we think we are. Mm. We're not indispensable, but neither are we useless. Amen. But faith gives us this promise. Faith gives us uh, the promise that despite of who we are, the Holy Spirit can and does use us as instruments of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. So the key here, and this is where I think we left off last week, but we'll be, we're going to talk about it anyway, is understanding self. Understanding who we are must be based on the measure of faith that God has given to you. Now, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now, I wanted to, to mention that because I want you to understand that scripture is very clear. It says to each one of us. OK, uh, here's here's what I want, want to explain in that from that passage. It is that we have a tendency to think that we can determine or discern or uh, identify gifts in others when we have not yet figured out who we are. Amen. You see, the thing is that most of us can tell when somebody else is doing it wrong. But we have a difficult time trying to figure out how we can do it right. 
See, the real test of faith is when you go from, here it is, complaining to complimenting. See, when you learn how to move to the complimenting stage where you can compliment other believers on their wall, it means that you have transcended self to the degree that it's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. So I can be free to acknowledge that there are others in the body who have gifts and I need to do what? Work on my own. Now, I'm going to go off script for just a minute or two. I'm going to go off for as long as I need to be off. The Bible teaches us that, uh, well, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, well, before we go there, go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And I want you to look at verses four and five. Now, since I don't have it in front of me, oh, there it is. He is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with what? Over what? <laughs> I want you to just take a moment with that. Okay? It says, from which come what? Envy, strife. See, listen, the reason that you don't get along with folk is because somebody said something that either you didn't understand or you didn't like. Verse 5, verse 5. It says, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. Amen? Who suppose that godliness is a means of gain and the Bible says, from such, withdraw yourself. All right. Now, what's he saying there? He's saying that people who get into discussions about words or even the Bible create dissension. And the reason that they do that is because they're trying to gain an advantage. Now, people who study the word of God for themselves and themselves only are not functioning Christians. Folks say, I'm marinating there. Now listen, 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 listen. <laughs> the whole purpose of the body of Christ is so that the unit functions as a whole. Amen. If I am only studying for me, then how am I going to help you? Listen, everything that we do, keep this in mind, because I know it's hard for some of you today, it's hard for us to understand that every gift that we have is for the body. Let me go on the other side. It's not for me. It's for somebody else. If I can sing like a songbird, it's not to move me because I move me when I sing. Amen. I hear perfectly. Huh? 
And I know I sound good <laughs> to me. Hmm? But I also know that I don't take that gift out in the street. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, is that we build up the body to be all one, when in reality, the whole purpose of the body is, is to be a functioning organism, which means that if you can sing, then you ought to be able to sing so that you can soothe me. Amen. 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 You know, uh, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just tickling myself. <laughs> Some jokes you had to, you just laugh to yourself, you know. Now, According to 2 Timothy, that's why I said you should go first, right? 2 Timothy chapter 14. 2 Timothy chapter 14. And I apologize. I didn't give all these scriptures to y'all ahead of time, but I didn't have them ahead of time. So 2 Timothy chapter, four, uh, chapter 2 verse 14. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, y'all, I know y'all got it. <laughs> I ain't got it yet. <laughs> it says, remind them of these things. That if you go back, you'll see the things we're talking about. Charging them before the Lord, not to what? Strive about to no profit. To the ruin of the hearers. See, sometimes y'all say stuff in front of baby Christians. You mess them up for life. And you have all of these rules that you made. Amen. Do we not understand that we all have opinions? Everybody's got one. We all have an opinion. Doesn't make yours right. Verse 15, verse 15. The Bible says, be diligent. Now, King James says, study. New King James says, be diligent to present yourself approved. Now, this is the good part of scripture. And, and this is why it fits in what we're talking about today. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. And the next word is what I'm talking about. So why are you studying? <laughs> you are showing yourself approved so you can do kingdom work. Huh? So you won't be ashamed. Don't you feel ashamed when folks working all around you? Doing your... I just... Just throw that little shade out there. Huh? How does that make you feel? That's a doctor feel that. How does that make you feel? <laughs> so if I have a gift, I told you this last week, I think, but I, if I didn't, I'll tell you again. I th having a gift 
and not using it to benefit the body is like having dentures and putting them in a glass and trying to eat. They're your teeth because you bought them. And when you put them in, it's a part of the body. But as long as they're in the glass, they can't be a, a functioning part of the body. And a lot of us are like that. We have a lot of wisdom, a lot of word. We don't do nothing. Church should be like a well oil machine. Everybody knowing their places and everybody doing their thing and everybody having pretty smiles on their face. Cause not so much that you just happy, but you are comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Huh? See, the problem is, is that uh, most of us, and that's why I started this about knowing yourself. We don't know. Our, we, we just know other people. And we don't know anything good about them. Hmm? But we don't know each other. Do you really know enough about your neighbor sitting beside you to be able to enhance their spiritual walk? Do you really? But now you have an abundance of scriptures you can tell them about what Paul said and what John said. and Come on, you got all that stuff. How about this? When somebody's going through and you say, well, you just. Now, if you're telling me if I could just, then I would have done that already. Y'all may move on. Now, here's what here's what Paul says. He says and, and, and he said the spirit, him, uh, excuse me, but to each one of us is given grace and 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 it's according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now, the next thing I want you to see is that your gift, your gift is according to the measure of Christ. In other words, when he builds his body, he knows what he needs. Yup. Huh? Listen. <laughs> you can't be somebody else. If you are, then you are not fulfilling your part of the body because you being somebody else. See, that's why when people say it, they don't mean any disrespect when they tell you, stay out of my business. <laughs> you handle your own. You got a full time job. See, I know that everything, listen, everything I read, everything I study, everything I pray about, it is supposed to change me so that I can give you a living example. And, and, and if it don't work on me, it shouldn't work on you either. Hmm? But you know what's hard is that you try to tell people, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> Based on your experience as a pastor or, or as a, a person who just, you know, lived right for a few years. 
that maybe you shouldn't do certain things, shouldn't go certain places, shouldn't say certain things. And yet, when we go back to uh, what Paul wrote to Timothy, uh, what we are studying does not show that we have improved to the point that we can receive. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I don't believe that. Now, on Tuesday night, we talked to you about uh, uh, giving, okay? Most painful subject is... It's like having a root canal with no anesthesia. Look, I had some experience. Uh, back in December, I had a root canal. And it was funny. Uh, when they did the root canal, they put in a temporary filling. So within about, I guess, about four or five weeks, I went back. They said they had to take out the temporary filling and put in a, a permanent one. And my dentist said, uh, well, we don't have to numb this up because, you know, you've had a root canal. I said, I don't believe you. <laughs> he said, no, I'm serious. I said, no, nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> I know what it felt like. <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't believe you. He said, well, he took the drill out. He said, now watch this. <laughs> I said, oh, hmm, okay. Maybe he knows... Oh, my God. I don't know how I got over on the root canal. Oh. <laughs> here's, what, here's what, look, let me go on. The Bible says this. It says uh, that, that there, there are two things that we need to know. One is the outward proclamation of the gospel. That comes in preaching the scriptures. And then the other one is the inward testimony. And, and the Holy Spirit then gives us witness according to Romans 8. 16, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If we believe that we are really children of God, then we have a proper estimate of who we are. In other words, I believe it's possible for me to do anything that the Holy Spirit leads me to do. But then I've got to grow up to the place that I know the difference between what I want to do and what the Holy Spirit leads me to do. Amen. So the one thing that keeps me in check, and this is what should keep us all in check. I say the one thing, actually two things. The two things are, is that we have to remember that we are still sinners. Amen. Yes. What? Amen. But we are saved by grace. I have to keep remembering that. Because if I forget that, then dirt wants to take over. Huh? When you say something to me that I don't like. So you're about to tap into something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all don't. Yeah. So before you know it, that mouth that you thought you had control over, as folks say, is running off. 
That's because it's on the left of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's run, it running off. It's, it's running off. <laughs> so the metaphor of the body then is not a pattern for uniformity and sameness, but for a unity of faith and the diversity of gifts. It is the diversity of the human being that makes up the whole body. We have a lot of things going on in this body. But the Bible says that when we are working in concert with one another, then we are free from competing. Whoa. Ooh. And that releases what I told you earlier, complimenting. Amen? All Christians are members of an orchestra, but they don't all have a solo. <laughs> Now, this is where it starts to get a little hard. All right, 17 minutes? Okay. Man, how am I going to do this? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 4 says this. It says there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Okay, so it's the Holy Spirit that designs what gifts we need. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. I know if you're all reading this, you know that, that, that each one of these verses uh, identify the Trinity. Huh? Verse 6 says, but there are diversities of activities, but same God. Y'all see that? Same spirit, same Lord, same God. Who does what? Who works all in all. He says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of all. That's exactly what Paul wrote in Ephesians. So again, whatever gift you have, it's for the body. It's not for you. You, you. you don't build a monument around that gift. That's why if you can preach, you don't go out on the circuit. You know what's amazing is that when you hear good preaching, I like good preaching. If you hear good preaching, the first thing you do is you want to invite the preacher. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that before you decide to send out a letter inviting the preacher to preach, the preacher, he, the message you heard may have been for the people he was speaking to. So when you hear him the next time, say, oh, he ain't do so good this time. Because it wasn't for you. Now, you know, I used to tell y'all about these universal preachers that go anywhere, preach any kind of service. Got a funeral? I got you. Huh? Wedding? I got it. Huh? Revival? I got it. Healing service? I, I got it. I'm afraid he's like that senator from South Carolina back at the State of the Union. You lie. <laughs> 
Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I, that's okay, though. It, it, it's all right. So the Bible says there's a parallelism that exists between the physical body and the spiritual body. And the Bible says then that the point is that each member functions to serve the body, not the body serve the members. Now, I know that's crazy for some of y'all, but I'm going to read it to you again in case you... <laughs> it says that each member functions to serve the body, not the body serve the members. Let's read it a third time. <laughs> each member functions to serve the body, not the body serve the members. If my finger falls off, I'm going to be fingerless. Now my body may, the rest of my body reach down and picks it up, but it can't put it back. It's going to take somebody that knows how to serve the rest of the body to Now, one of the things that I tell you all often, and I, I, again, I'm, I'm going to run out of time before I want to tell you everything I got to tell you. So I'm going to tell you the stuff that I think you need to hear today. Uh, one of the things I tell you often is that if you are in bondage, you do not get delivered alone. Hmm? Y'all think Joseph just clammed up out of the pit? Mm -hmm. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? You always need some help. That's why it's a body. You need some help. You need some help. You need some help. Well, I'm just going to pray my way through this. Keep on. Let me give you two terms. I might well use the rest of my time talking about this. <laughs> we don't know the difference as Christians between being a narcissist and a pragmatist. What do you say? What do you call me? Let me tell you what I'm telling you. <clears throat> Most of you talk about you. When it comes to uh, your life, your lifestyle, whatever you have, most of us, because we're by nature pride for people, we talk about us. When we pray, we pray about us. When we fast, we fast for us. When we give, we give for us. We're narcissistic people. We believe that we are the only thing that matters. If you are, y'all look it up, because <laughs> If you are a narcissist, it's difficult for you to ever function in a body because that means you've got to give attention to other people. But a pragmatist is one who says, the word of God says this, 
Therefore, I must do this. I believe so I speak or I act because I believe that's the right thing to do. Amen. If I give, it's because I want the body to be edified. Huh? If I pray, I want the body to be delivered. You understand this? It's different. Most of us aren't there. We're narcissists. Well, what'd you think of my so-and-so? Say, why me, Lord? Why you keep giving me this stuff today? <laughs> so so here's, here's the problem. Until we understand how to do the word, then we'll never be able to internalize the word because all we're thinking about is... Now, when we talk about what Timothy said about disputes over words, it's because if somebody says something you don't like, now notice what it said, if somebody says something you don't like, then you feel like you need to do something about it. Now here's the counter to that. Because you feel that way, you feel you must attack the person who said it, because that person is interfering with you. Not once will we consider that I might need to change. Oh, God forbid. And the reason is because when I study the Bible, I don't study to show myself approved as a workman. I Studied to show myself approved as a Christian, not a worker. I just want to be holy. See, one of the worst things in the kingdom of God, worse, I mean absolute worse, is a lazy Christian. Now, why did I say that, Pastor? Because if you get enough lazy people together, they'll slow down everything. Hmm? Come on. You, you, you got a job to do, right? Takes an hour. Because the people that are working with you. Did I tell you my story about the, the government workers? I didn't tell you all the story. Well, let's go ahead and have one. <laughs> These guys were driving a little pickup truck, state-owned truck, and they drove to the spot. One guy got out the truck and dug a hole. Got back in the truck. About 10 minutes later, the other guy got out the truck, covered up the hole. They drove a few miles, did the same thing again. So the guy was observing, he said, uh, excuse me, he said, I'm, I'm just curious. You guys keep digging a hole, 
and covenant back up. Why y'all doing that? The guy says, well, we have a state contract that says we had to plant trees, but the guy that plants them called in sick today. <laughs> it, look, it, That's exactly how we do business. That person ain't here, so we're going to act like it's business as usual. So we're going to dig the hole and wait for the guy to put the tree in, but he ain't here. So, you know, we go back and cover the hole like he was really here. And we live our lives just that way with a big old nothing in the middle of what we're doing. Now, I know some of y'all won't get that tomorrow. I understand. And I apologize. <laughs> Folks say that's the best I could do on short notice. <sighs> All right. First Corinthians, let, let, let me close this. First Corinthians chapter 11 uh, says this in verses, uh, what did I say? First, yeah, First Corinthians Chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. He's talking about the Lord's Supper. This would have been great for last week, but we didn't get there. <laughs> he said, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning, not discerning, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. This is how we fix us. When we examine ourselves, then we find out whether we are actually in the faith or not. And if we're operating in faith and we're not living up to the standard of that faith, then the Bible says we're chastened. And when we're chastened, it's so God can correct us so that we're not condemned. Are y'all still with me? Now, this is why I said sometimes the body uh, is not functioning as a whole. It's weak. It's sick. Because we won't discern where we are, what our part is in the body. Amen. We go on believing that we know what's best for us. So the Bible says that God simply gives everyone certain gifts so that each one can strengthen the church. Now, look at these scriptures. And I gave them to you before, but I want you to see them one more time. First Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 11 says, but to one and the same spirit works uh, all these things. It says distributing, distributing to each one individually, individually as he wills, as God wills. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 says, but God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. So wait a minute now. Who gives the gifts? He does. Who decides where they should go? Wait a minute. 
That can't be right, can it? You mean God decides what church I should go to or what role I should? Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. Now we talked about the, the gifts for the church. <clears throat> First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, variety of tongues. Now, when you go through that list again, you'll find that there are a majority of gifts that deal with speaking. And the reason that they deal with speaking is because faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And how can they hear except they have a preacher? Are y'all with me? All right. So here's the deal. Uh, let me close this. It says, for, the most, for most of the problems we find in trying to live the Christian life probably arise from trying to live half of it. Or half live it is what the note says. And that's what we do. Let me tell you one way we live, we half live it. Let's say, here's an example. Let's say that, um, no, I can't use that one. Well, I tell you what, everyone I can come up with, somebody's going to be mad with me. Let's say, for example, uh, one of the vans needs oil. Bad example. <laughs> this ain't about you now, all right? See? I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Listen, what I'm saying is, half living is saying, Pastor, the van needs oil. Being fully committed says, y'all know what it says. I bought the oil and put it in. Hmm? Now, I mean, I just, I, and, and, and I, I wasn't really, like I said, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in general. It could be a light bulb. I, it could be anything that has to do with advancing the kingdom. You will identify a problem, but you won't fix it. You will identify a problem, but you won't fix it. Listen to me. That's what kingdom living is about. Identify the problem and fix it. That's called growth. That's how we grow up into him who's the head. Every time I identify something that's wrong in my life and fix it, then I become stronger in my spiritual walk. 
but identifying it and not fixing it, I'm still saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, but I'm not functioning according to the measure of my faith. Hallelujah. Now, even uh, as we minister this word to you, I realize that we're all different places in our spiritual walk. And because we're in different places, we need to be quick to do what I always call introspection. I need to, to have you look into your life. Now, one of the things that we need to do is, first of all, if you're here today and you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you never confess Jesus as Lord of your life, that's the first step. You need to do something about that. If you're not saved, we need to fix that first. Nothing works beyond fixing that. If you haven't fixed that, nothing else works. So if you're here today and you're not saved, this is a good opportunity for you to fix that so that you can begin the rest of your transformation. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have to have one more time. I'm just being persistent today. Ask yourself, have I had a real born-again experience? What does that mean? Did I do this? Did I confess that Jesus was Lord of my life? Because I believe that in my heart. And if I did, did I do two things that follow that? One, did I find a good Bible-believing church to help me live that out? And two, did I continue in the faith that I received initially? Now, if that's not you, you're not saved. Come on, let's help. Let's, don't fool yourself. Fool me, but don't, don't, don't fool yourself. So if I'm talking to you, you need to get up out your seat and come on up here. Amen. Now, even as Bishop has just extended the invitation in the sanctuary, we want to extend that same invitation to you here online. Listen, if you have not yet made Jesus your savior, this is your opportunity. This is your moment right now. Listen, it is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. Hands down. Does it mean everything is going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But listen, it is a chance for eternal life and life does get better. Why? Because we have a hope that we didn't have before. We know we're going to have a future regardless of what it feels like in this moment. We know that everything is working out in our favor because of our relationship with Jesus. And we just want you to have that same opportunity this morning. So if we're talking to you, listen, join me in this simple prayer. It's as simple as ABC. First, admit that you're a sinner. Secondly, believe that Christ died for your sins. And thirdly, confess that he is Lord over your life. Join me, won't you? Here we go. Father, forgive me. A sinner, I have missed the mark and I have fallen short. But I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place. I thank you that he rose with all power in his hand. I thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for cleansing me. So now I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart that when Jesus was raised from the dead, 
I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, we are so excited for you. That is the single greatest decision that you have ever made in your life. We're rejoicing. The angels in heaven are throwing a block party in your honor. They're rejoicing with you right now. Listen, we are so excited for you because we know that you are now a kingdom citizen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer with us today, we want to share some information with you. We have some devotional materials we want to share with you, and we just want to be able to pray for you. So listen, if you prayed that prayer with us today, do me a favor and text the word SAVED to 252 627-9900. Again, text the word SAVE to 252-627-9900. Again, we're not going to spam you. We just want to send you a devotional to help solidify this faith journey. We want to be able to pray for you and call you by name. Uh, we just want to connect with you because listen, this, this journey was not meant to be walked alone. You need a community of people around you who are believing the same thing, praying for the same thing, looking forward to the same thing, moving in the same direction as you. And we want to be that for you. And if you're in the local area, please come check us out here at Dayspring. And look, if we're not your cup of tea, that's cool. We're not trying to grow a church. We're trying to grow the church. Listen, if it doesn't work for you here, let us know and we'll find you a church that works for you. Same goes for you if you don't live in this area. Listen, let us know that you need help finding a church. We'll do the research and let you know of some good churches in your area that you can connect with as well. All right, guys, we are so grateful for the decision that you've made today. We're so grateful for the new kingdom citizen that you have become. All right, it's time for me to get out of here. I pray that everybody uh, got something out of this today. Look, do me a favor, go back, rewatch today, rewatch Tuesday, rewatch last week, um, because I'm sure there's something you missed with the, whether you were writing and you had to get up and walk away for a second. Make sure that you get this word. We want you to become the best kingdom citizen that you can possibly be so that you can walk out everything that God has for you in this life and prepare for the next, okay? All right, guys, you guys have an amazing week. And just in case your week is not so amazing, make sure it has an amazing you in it. Until we get together again, God bless you, we love you, and we can't wait to see you next time.